three. I've been looking at that one. Two. Oh, here we go. Where's one, TJ? One. I don't know where he is. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us for anything and everything rock and roll. Of course, with a little bit of ADD. I'm Zach. I'm TJ. I'm Robin. I'm Dave. You're not, on. <laughs> you're not on the screen right now. And you're listening to Rock Detention. I don't feel tardy. Oh, my God, that was great. Well, um, and I was almost tardy, by the way, boys. Wow. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are we doing? Yeah, I'll just mute me. Great. Everyone can hear you, but you're not here. Well, you should mute. Oh, actually, I, I can't mute you. Do it. Like I can't. I don't know how to. Anyways, fine. Um, I'll do. Um, I'm good. Zach, I'm good. TJ, how are you? Always good, man. All right. Dude, that that threw me off a little bit. Of course. And I'm Dave. <laughs> that was great, though. I loved it. Uh, well, speaking yeah, of Dave, now, why don't we just jump straight say, into it? Robin, who do we have this week? People are gonna be like, well, we are. <laughs> oh, um, this week we have probably one of the one of my favorite guitar players of all time. He's won the hearts of tens and tens of people with his sarcastic, dry humor. But uh, it's really his just monster guitar playing, his all around knowledge of music, and the fact that I am hanging on by my fingernails to stay a better drummer than he is. That really makes me jealous. So. But no, he is truly one of the best in this city, if not the world, in my opinion. And uh, our guest tonight is Mr. Dave Scher. Woo! What's up, Dave Scher? Hey, everyone. I screwed it all up, didn't I? Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> okay. That's what that's what makes being that's what makes going live fun. Well, see, I was gonna pump your ego up a little bit uh, when you weren't here, right? Uh, but now I can't say anything I was going to say because I wanted to elaborate on what Robin said. But uh, I think he pretty much uh, took all the words out of my mouth. Uh, you know what? I'll do it anyway. Folks, I, I totally agree with Robin. Uh, one of the finest musicians on the planet, monster guitar player, monster piano player, uh, monster singer. What do you not play? You play the bass, right? I do. Yeah, I play I mean, the bass. He, he literally plays everything. And, and what's crazy is he's great at everything. Because a lot of people play everything, yeah. But this guy is great at everything he touches. It's crazy. Well, I, the only things I don't play are, you know, stuff with my mouth. Uh, righteous. Mm -hmm. Okay, so no flautist, no flute. No. no. I'm clarinet. not a flowerist. I'm not a flautist. Better, better with better with your uh, with your fingers and hands than we are with with. What's with the jazz hands? <laughs> I'm better with my hands and, and other stuff. Then your mouth. Then yeah. my mouth. Yeah. Um, no, I remember when we were we were co-writing a song, and I turned to Dave, and I was like, you know, some violin would be really good on this. And he goes, okay. Uh, I was like, oh, do you know somebody? And he was like, no, 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 I'll do it. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm not surprised. Uh, well, I didn't think it was going to, like, it, I, I had no aspirations of it turning out to be a well-executed violin part. Oh. I just thought it'd, it'd be the cheapest. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, and how did it turn out? We haven't done it yet. I don't, I don't know. Did we do anything? No, we haven't done it yet. No, no we, we finished didn't. The, the song's then, done. How do you know he's good at violin, Ryan? Uh, Ryan. Robin? He doesn't. He <laughs> does, I, uh, I've been lying to his face. 
I'm just assuming. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's fantastic. What, how is a violin tuned? It's tuned in fifths. Every, every, it's all power chords. It's pretty righteous. Huh. Pretty rock and roll. There you go. I like that. Uh, G-D-A-E from low to high. So it's like a mandolin, but not doubled. Okay. Huh. I uh, explains mandolin in uh, uh, Aerosmith. You did. Wait, what? <laughs> no, that, expla- that explains why they use it. All power. Oh chords. yeah, right. All power chords. Yeah. Because it's all power chords. Because that's why they do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a uh, that's a violin for you. And if you take away the high E and add a low C, that's a viola. And if you take that whole thing and go an octave lower, that's a cello. And then if you you take that thing and go an octave lower. Is it a bass? No. No, because bass is, you know. Tuned like a normal bass. Guitar is like Duh. fourth. Yep. Never mind. I was just trying to sound cool. No, you were we... trying to. You, it was a test. I wish we had the animation, the more you know, right after that. <laughs> yeah, we need that. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, some, yeah. we'll someday we'll have, you know, we'll have someone else doing all of the uh, production stuff, but not me. So. Yeah. I think you're doing great. So far, so, do I. so far it's okay. We'll see. We'll see how it keeps. Where's going. your blue light, Robin? Um, I don't have my adapter to plug the blue light in tonight, so it's over. Where'd it go? Because yeah, I'm, uh, so I'm house sitting for my aunt, so I took a whole bunch of stuff over there because I've been house sitting for her for like a month. So, so you're like, I'm gonna have an LED light at her house. You thought that was one of the most <laughs> important things to bring with you? Yes, obviously. No, uh, it's a. Uh, I just unplug. It's an iPhone charger. It's one of the little brick ones. So I just plug it into that, and so I took it over for my iPhone and then realized that I left it over there. So, yeah. You sure did, pal. I sh- we sure did. We sure did. Um, I mean, you, you could plug it to your computer, sure but anyway. Anyway. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so, Dave, you were at a rehearsal before this. What were you rehearsing for? I just kind of started playing guitar with a songwriter in Austin named Pat Byrne. Oh, okay. I love Pat. Yeah, I've known him for a while. He went up to Nashville and did his record, and uh, his record sounds incredible. And so I've been playing with him a lot lately, but it's been like, you know, I set up stage right from him so that I can see his left hand, and I've been learning the songs that way. So now that he's finally shared with me a Dropbox folder with all the album with all the tunes, and we're putting a something together that's a little more solidified. There you go. I'm hearing all these parts that I haven't been playing. So, oh. so we had a rehearsal for the sake of that. Righteous. There you go. But but you know what? I think that there is something to be I I enjoy like fastly learning a song roughly, just like be able to get through it. And mm-hmm. then fine tune it later because when you know the structure, it's easier to fine tune than just learn everything up front. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I I, I like that style that you did. That's been a thing for me for a long time. I don't know if that's even something I want to get into, but I have a whole science behind that. Well, tell us you tell. I mean, exactly I mean, what I want to get into. That's that, I mean, well, the, I, the, the, the little description for tonight is join us as we, as we dive into the mind of Dave Share. Ooh, well, I'll just unzip and show you um, what's going on. So, basically, okay, so I, I play music with Robin on a, um, I guess we're going back to a weekly 
uh, basis now, which is very cool. Yes. Uh, I liked I liked the gig we have. It's at a restaurant, and and it's kind of backgroundy, but a little bit louder. And Robin is always um, pushing me to do original material in that gig and other gigs that I hire him at that are like weddings or <laughs> corporate events or things where you don't play original music. But he's always want he's always pushed me to do it, and I'm, and and I I love that about him. I love that that that's like my music is something anyone wants to hear. But I don't, I have not made my living off of that. I don't know a lot of people who have, but I haven't made my living off of my own music. I've made my living off of my skill at playing other people's music. I have a, I have a skill of being able to read charts notation all that junk i have a skill of being able to sit down with the recorded parts and do my homework at home and learn the stuff and show up prepared another skill i have has been a bit of a crutch i've used it way too much and people have i've gotten their i've gotten a uh, a feeling from them of like you didn't do your homework but i'm gonna call you back you know, because I don't make it sound bad. I have a way of learning the tune on the spot. I have a way of being uh, spontaneous with with learning a tune. Because all I'm doing is searching. I'm like scanning for patterns. If I uh -huh. see something repeat once, I'm like, okay, I know where it repeated. And I'm just going to copy and paste. And when it comes up, I'm going to play it maybe quietly just in case I'm wrong. And if I'm not wrong, I'll play it loud. You know? <laughs> I've got all these I've got all these little techniques of how to do it and it's kind of hindering as far as like being 100% professional but as you said Zach I mean there is something very cool about hearing material as it's fresh to one of the musicians in the sure. band you know and I don't know I I I I do my homework and and stuff but some but that's that's when I'm trying to like power through this crutch that i've been using for years you know? I, I i i wouldn't even use the word crutch i'd call it a tool well uh, it is a tool and it's i can i can say from experience because dave has played guitar for me in my group um that there are there are times where it's like yeah there was there's a few songs like the first time we ever played together i was just like i immediately because my gut reaction is very much like clearly you didn't learn the song but then i like start listening to what he's playing and i'm like that's already better than what I had in the song anyway. So fuck it. <laughs> I love that. Clearly, he didn't learn the song. <laughs> uh, but you, you know it well enough to get through it. Yeah. Which is another reason I think you would be a phenomenal Nashville musician, uh, because, you know, uh, on Broadway, these set lists are hundreds and hundreds of songs, and and. And you have to be. People pay big money to hear their favorite song, and yep. and you got to be able to get through it, whether you've ever played it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and and I I think that you're really good on your toes for that kind of stuff. Uh, when when you are g going through a song the first time, are you thinking about it um, from a theory standpoint? Are you thinking, okay? They're probably going to go to a four right here, or this is most likely going to be this or whatever. Do you look at it from that point? When I'm playing a song that I know. When you're learning it for the first time. Like if you're on stage and someone calls a tune you've never played. I'm sometimes I'm being I'm trying to be predictable if they're gonna 
if I hear that something is being set up to go to a four, for example, but really I'm just looking for patterns. And the only theory-esque bit that I'm using in patterns is the Nashville number system. Okay. Did you learn that at Berkeley? No. Um, a lot of stuff I learned that I learned at Berkeley, I learned really just at at in Boston, okay. rather than at school. I'm glad that I went. Um, I'm broke because I went, but uh, I did learn stuff. You know, I mean, I learned a lot before I went to Berkeley. I had a big, uh, I had a lot, you know, kind of shoved into my noggin as far as theory and jazz harmony and stuff like that before going to Berkeley, like when I was taking lessons from a guitar player here in Austin named Glenn Rexat. Okay, another one of my favorite guitar players. I was going to ask that. I was like, you you're, you were a student of Glenn's, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, and so you so, were already a theory buff going to Berkeley. Yeah. One thing that Berkeley taught me was something that I've essentially never used. And that's like counterpuntal fugue <laughs> harmony, like classical harmony. Like I've never even heard that word. It's yeah, it's all counterpuntal. It's all it's all classical music, all all of like Bach, Beethoven, all that real deep music theory. Yeah, stuff. the counterpunt counterpoint harmony. Uh, initially, it starts off with two notes, and you make full chords be recognized and heard from two notes, and then eventually it's four notes. You know, but. Um, and there's, it's just kind of like what, well, like the Nashville number system. There's, there's just numbers, and that's it. Maybe you say flat or sharp. This is like, there's numbers that mean different things. Uh, I've forgotten a lot of it, but like, yeah. You know. So, have you used any of it, or do you use any sort of it? Sort of in my, in mentally, but not really. Not, not in a labeling sense or writing a chart for myself or someone else. No, I've used it. Uh, I've used it when, okay, actually tonight's rehearsal is a good example because uh, one of the tunes does not have background vocals on it, but there's background vocalists in the band, and Pat wanted there to be some background parts. So when there was an idea, whether it was an ooh, and then that's it, then I help out by what the other notes will be based on what the chords are. And uh, I don't look for them, you know, like you I, just know what they are. Well, I can just, I can figure out what they are without using a neck or a keyboard because there's just, there's rules. Yeah. And in, in counterpuntal harmony or even jazz harmony as free as that kind of style can be, there's still, there's rules. My whole thing is, to, I think it's good to learn the rules so that you can break them. <laughs> right on. Would you, if if you could go back in time, would you, knowing what you know now about theory, about the music business, yada yada yada, if you could go back in time, would you still go to Berkeley? I don't know. I, it was a pretty cool experience, but it was, it was a lot of money. Sure. And, and I had, I started off with a quarter scholarship which was 
monetarily nothing. Uh, and I ended up at my last year, I had about a three quarter scholarship. As I was there, I was trying to apply for more and more within Berkeley. Wonderful. And, and not within like any kind of student loan organization, nothing like that. Just within Berkeley, just music scholarships. Cool. And, uh, and it helped, but even with that help, I mean, it's just, it's hard. It, you know, 40 grand a year for school. Yeah. And is, is it a two-year college or a four-year? It's a four-year, and I was there for four years, but I, I had a five-year plan because I dual majored. What were your two majors? Guitar performance and uh, music therapy. Oh. Therapy or theory? Therapy. Therapy. I've, I didn't know that was a degree. Okay. Yeah. That's what is music therapy? Uh, using music, whether it's a performance or just sonically a tool, sonic, to uh, help people in, you know, rehabilitation institutions. Wonderful. I mean, music can, is, it sounds super cheesy, but music is healing. Absolutely. There's nothing cheesy about that. I mean, ba the basics of, of music theory come down to that, that kind of like, that uh, thing that is so easy to make fun of, like you see, like one of those, one of those TV churches, that uh, that's under, it's in a tent, and they're uh, they're they're preaching the gospel, and this and the preacher is try is yelling at this guy in a wheelchair, <laughs> and you know, you know, uh, saying yelling like uh, paralysis, leave this man, and then he, you know. He stands up. up, right, and the whole time the the band and, and Hammond organ and everything is kind of going a similar intensity. Sure, I mean playing counterpuntal uh, harmonies. <laughs> That's what they're doing. Yeah, Zach, I, have, I just wanted I to say counterpuntal. I have a book for you. Yeah. Music yeah. theories for dummies. I want counterpuntal for dummies. I just love a, that. If word. you want to get in the counterpoint, read this book, Tonal Harmony. Um, yeah. it's, it's Do they like, have an audio book for it? No, <laughs> I mean actually they may. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. That was that was a uh, that was my college theory book, and uh, it was also my high I school hope, theory book. I hope Matthew McConaughey has the audio book for that one. Yeah, <laughs> I nice. love that. Dave, trouble getting to sleep at night. While you were at um, Berkeley, were were there any? musicians or people that you've seen gone to to also do cool things like do you keep in touch with any of the people you met yeah um you guys heard of a a bass player named mono neon yes uh he played doesn't he play a right-handed bass upside down uh, and backwards left-handed yeah yeah and he wears all like neon green or neon yellow hoodies i love him I yeah. don't know who he is. I think he's yeah. awesome. He's cool, a super man. colorful guy. I went to school with him and played a I played once with him at a at a clinic that was being put on by Michelle and Degiocello. Oh wow. And she just spoke. She didn't even play. She was just kind of directing us in front of an audience. And that was cool. And he was the bass player. Cool. Uh I've I've seen him go off and do. Are you saying do? Have I seen like some of my 
classmates go off and to and do things. Sure. Things well, I mean, or... like like the the last person that, that I've seen, Charlie Puth is a is a Berkeley grad, and I mean he's one of the biggest things in music right now. Really? Do you Charlie know who that is? Puth. He, he's a pop artist. Okay. Is he out of uh, like L.A.? I think he probably, I, I, would, I think he lives in L.A. now. Sure, I'd imagine so. But, but uh, I, I I feel like he was probably there around the time you were there. No, Charlie. Oh, okay. Charlie is younger than us. Charlie's in his twenties. Oh, okay. I'm oh. pretty sure he is. Right after I left, Corey Kelly. Oh wow! Oh, wow. I did not know she, he was a Berkeley yeah. cat. I didn't know her because we weren't there at the same time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Someone, I know someone kind of went off. Well, my buddy, his name is Zach. Uh, yeah. He plays, yeah, he's a, he's a badass guitar player. He plays for Britney Spears. Well, I met him. I met him in Vegas. Yeah, he's in Vegas. Dude, So you, so cool. you met Zach, Zach Comtois. I, I did meet him in Vegas. We were he, like best friends in the dorm. What a small world. Yeah. I had a weird feeling y'all met. Crazy. I well, I, I was in Vegas for five years, and Brittany had a had a, a residency there for many, many years. Yeah, because uh, you were uh, – who were you playing with? Was I was it? doing Rock of Ages and Michael Jackson in, in Las Vegas. Okay, cool. And right. then I would – What years tours. was that? Uh, 14 through 18, 19, something like that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun, man. Sorry about my dogs. And oh, that. you're fine. What kind of dog? Two pit mixes. Righteous. And they're both like 55 pounds. They're not too big. Um, they're real sweet, but uh, when you come over, they uh, they can't get enough of you. Yeah. So they don't have, they don't have any manners. They just jump all up on you. There's Robin knows. Nothing. Yes, they're they're wonderful, wonderful. Well, I haven't met the second one, but I've met Lola. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the second one we've had for like three months or something. Yeah. So I love Boston. Did you fall in love with the with the town while you were out there? Yeah, at, at parts of it. Yeah. I mean, I really dug the vibe. I didn't like the the rent, but uh, sure. <laughs> What's the big uh, the big theater that like the, the that all the Broadway musicals come through in Boston? That's downtown. Was it uh, was it part of like Emerson College? No, that, it was, was a standalone like a, theater. That was downtown, and it was a drama school, so I figured they were right next. And I think they were right next to it. Was the theater like right in front of a a park? Man, I don't, I don't even. I'll, I'll note as soon as I see it. Um, yeah, it's been so long, man. Yeah, I spent well, the the last time I was there, we were opening an Eddie V's in the Proof. In the Prudential Center. Yes. The yeah. Wayne Theater. The Botch Center, B-O-C-H. Does that ring a bell? No. The Bach Center, or the Wang Theater. I've heard of the Wang Theater. Okay. B-O-C-H or B-A-C-H? B-O-C-H. Is it Boach? I don't know. It was a massive theater. It was a lot of fun. We we were there for a week stint at the beginning of the Rock of Ages tour. Okay. Very and I fell in love with that town, man. Oh, Amazing yeah. Italian food. Oh, man. oh, my goodness. That was the Did first you, place uh, that I had, black and t- uh, had a black and tan. I've never had one of those before there. Oh wow! Is that the beer? Yeah, so it's where you mix. Uh, um, the ginger beer and. No, it's. Well, I can't think of. I it. know it's a. I know the the uh, Guinness is one of them. 
Uh, I can't remember the second beer, but yeah, it was really good. So, yes, if anybody's a... watching and knows what a black and tan is made of, please let me know. Please let us know. Okay, and then finally, Mike's or Modern Pastry? As far as Boston? As far as cannolis. Oh, man. I'm not... I haven't dove hard into cannolis. Wow, dude. What kind of tourist were you when you were there? <sighs> What's up, buddy? This is Daisy. Hi, Daisy. No one's met Daisy. Robin has not met Daisy. Nope. And then I better put her down because then Lola gets real jealous. <laughs> she doesn't like it when I uh, pet my other dog. Yep. <laughs> That's both of them. Real bitches. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> oh, is this a PG show? No, not no. at all. No. <laughs> it's NC seventeen. Did you uh you okay, do you remember a street called Newberry Street? When I was in Boston, I do not. Okay, because right off of Newberry Street there was this Italian place that was delicious and it was underground. You walked into the front entrance. And right at the front entrance was a spiral staircase, not even a, uh, you know, a host or hostess. It was just the stairs. And you went down to the basement, and it was like uneven stone floor. Oh, that's amazing. Super cool and just so good. And I did not feel safe there. <laughs> yeah, it was real. It was the, the real monstery. The, the place that I went to, um, they sat us. There was only maybe 10 tables in there. And, and I went to the bathroom, and, and I walked by the kitchen. And there was, like, this this Italian mom yelling at her son was obviously the chef. And she was yelling at him, and I'm like, I'm at the right place. Yeah. <laughs> I that's knew right. that's where I wanted to be. And it was, it was phenomenal. It oh. was absolutely phenomenal. It's so good. Boston culture is really cool. Uh, I really liked that my favorite venue to play was actually in Cambridge. Um, called the, the uh, what's it called? Lizard, something lizard. The, uh, if anyone's watching, help me out. Uh, it's because it's been so long. I'm like, yeah, it's my favorite, and I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> it was super cool. It was another. Did, did you gig a lot while you were in school? Yeah, but. Um, nothing's really changed. It's in the cover band scene. It was in okay. the cover band scene. Like, I uh, I helped. Co I co-founded a well. Me and a buddy put together a cover band, and that band is still around today. Cool. And they make a killing. And uh, I'm sure. Is Boston cool. opening back up? I don't know. I mean, that band is now in Dallas, Texas. Oh wow! Like the guy. What band I, is it? They're called Downtown Fever. Huh. And they are under the management umbrella of Emerald City. Hmm. Emerald City is like they've been around since the '70s. They're a cover band. They played Emmett Smith's Wedding. They played the White House probably seven or eight times. You know, they they probably I think they start at like 18k. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm not gonna name any names, but I I know several people who make a lot more money than me <laughs> just playing 
covers. Amen. So yeah. it, it it is it is definitely a career path to think about if if yeah. you want to be a musician, folks. Oh, there's there's a there's a guy here in Austin that Dave and I know um, named Greg Williams, and he is all about the cover band stuff. Oh, is that the guy that has live band karaoke? Yes. Yeah. Okay. As right a matter of fact, actually, that's the first place that I ever met you, Dave. Was at a Speakeasy uh-huh. when he was doing like that vocal comp that that karaoke competition thing. Yeah. And uh, you play you were playing bass, and I thought you were a bass player. And then, because um, several, several, well, several gigs after that, I, I only ever saw him play bass. And then someone finally goes, oh, man, if you think he's good at bass, you should see him play guitar. And I was like, what? He's a That's guitar funny. player, too? That was <laughs> funny. I think uh, David Messier was a, a judge for that vocal <laughs> thing. That was a long time ago. That That's was. funny. That was like well, six or seven years ago. Yeah, that guy Greg Williams that we talked that we mentioned, he's he's only he's in he's in music only, and uh, and you know he's got a few different properties. He's doing all right. Yeah, good for him. Doing man. quite That's... well. There's there's a way to do it. There's a way to become a rich man or a rich woman in uh, in the music business, and depending on what you want to do, you know depending on how fast you want to get rich. I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the cover band scene. It's just, you know. It's fun. It is fun. Sometimes it's hard to get out of it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's a good living. Now, are you still on, uh, do you still do Sixth Street at all? No. I mean, especially since the pandemic. Um, okay, but, uh, okay, sorry. Pre-pandemic, was Sixth Street still a thing? I probably... By the time the pandemic hit, I'd probably not been doing Sixth Street for like eight months. Okay. Or so. You know, and, you know, I could have, I suppose I could have not done it for a very long time, but it was a hell of a lot better than rehearsing, you know, with my trio. Instead of getting together to rehearse, we'd just go play Mondays at Friends Bar and I'd show them a new tune, maybe. But you know, I shout the numbers out. That's that's one thing about you that's always impressed me uh, is we'll be playing. So so Dave and I play at Eddie V's together, and um, he'll call a song, and Michael, the bass player, will look at him and be like, "I don't know if I know that one." Dave's like, one, three, four, five. <laughs> On the third time, it goes to the six, and uh, Michael just understands that. And then when it gets to the bridge. Dave will be playing and singing, and he'll just go, he'll sing the line and go, three. He'll <laughs> sing the line, five. <laughs> sing the line and like call the next chord. It's really, it's really, it, it's, uh, it helps when no one's listening. Yeah. Um, like when it's a restaurant gig or something like that. <laughs> if it's like my own show, I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta have a rehearsal yeah. or something like that. You know, if it's, if I got a bunch of new material or something. Yeah. That are, yeah, I understand that. Um, but uh, this is always, it's always kind of cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, me too. Watching that. It so, is. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the gears real quick. Do Dave, it. do you realize we met in 2000? Uh, was it then? I might have been before that. Honestly. Nope, because yeah. I moved back to Texas in 2000. You mean like, back to Texas? What do you mean? Uh, well, I, I didn't live. I, I lived. I grew up in Nashville, so. So I moved back to Texas. What, what's that? How old were you when we met? Ten. I was in middle school. 
doing the the rock camp. And yeah, I thought you were like born and raised he was in Austin. Just just I was born in Austin. Yeah, but he yeah. his yeah they moved to Nashville for ten years. Oh, we moved to Nashville and then came back. So absolutely, cool. I do remember. Um, that's funny because like, was I teaching it then or was I going? No, to you. You were going to it, and then I think like the next year you were a, a, a an instructor or a mentor or something. Yeah, yeah, I was going to it, and the uh, singer in your group was Sonny. Yes, because Sonny and Cher. I always every time I see Sonny and Cher, I think of y'all. That's funny. Whatever happened to her? I don't know. I know that she moved to Dallas and she became a mom. She had cool. two kids, I think. Didn't but... she change her name to like Alex or something? Well, her birth name was Alex, I okay. believe. Okay. I think she changed. I think she changed her name to Sunny. Oh, okay. Like she well. was just being called that when we knew her. Gotcha. Uh, but I think before she had a kid, she was really interested in audio engineering, and was starting to get into it a little bit. Cool. Yeah, I haven't talked to her in years. And and do you keep in touch with Sasha? I remember you did a song with her too. Um, a little bit. I mean. I ran into her 2020 at uh, uh, the NAM show. Okay. Righteous. Hmm. Wait, NAM happened in 2020? Didn't it? Yeah. You mean 19? No. Nope. 2020. Because uh, yeah. it was. Oh, January. Yeah, it was in January. January. Sorry. Yeah. So LA so, NAM, not Nashville NAM. Winter NAM. Yes. My bad. LA NAM. Yep. LA I was thinking, like, was it winter Nam? Because it was nice out. But yeah, because it was LA. Because <laughs> it's Southern California and it never cool. over fucking. How is she doing? What is she up to these days? Uh, I didn't do too much catching up with her because we were just in the hall and just passing gotcha. through. I just said hey and gave her a hug and she was hanging out with uh, guitar player Pat Mer- Mertens. I remember Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Pat's living in LA. I think Sasha is now living in LA. I'm not sure. She was living in New York. Oh wow. Maybe she's is she still singing? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Was she I had to... Was she in a um in a band with Max Frost? Or am I thinking yeah. of someone else? Uh, yes, she was. Blues Very Mafia, weird. right? Blues Mafia. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. That's her. She also sang in a band it had there was a bird involved. Um had bird in the name or eagle or something. oh t-bird and the brakes yes yeah. they rocked yeah they do oh they're still they a thing i think so yeah i think after she was no longer in the band i, I i'm pretty sure they were still a band and maybe still are because i've heard their name within a year i think hmm. cool right on. i just remember really enjoying that show yeah man it's cool reminiscing yeah yeah um, so we'll we'll change gears once more. Um, you had an interesting year in 2019 before all of the pandemic went away, and you got to play with one of the greats. Um, yeah. What? And not just let me let me rephrase that. Not just one of the greats, but three of the greats. Um, yeah. On on their different on their different instruments. So first and foremost, first and foremost was Eric Johnson, and yeah. and. On bass, he had Roscoe Beck, and on drums, he had Tom Breckline. And those two guys, in and of their own right, are legends in their instruments. Um, yeah. So, 
what was what was jumping into that world and playing in a group like that like how scared were you <laughs> I yeah, was that I was, intimidating I thought I was going to be very scared but it was a I felt like I was in a similar league I'm not trying to toot my own horn I'm just it's the way the guys are it's the way that the, I learned the music this this was something that I actually studied and did my homework and you know didn't try and be <laughs> You know, keeping big ears up on stage. Like, oh, was it the four? Yeah, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I learned the music, and because uh, I had to play guitar, keys, background vocals, uh, percussion. Uh, on one tune, I played bass, and Roscoe played lead bass. Um, so I had a lot to what? cover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a lot to cover, and so I did my homework. And I and when we started rehearsing, um, first of all, I'm like, Breckline and I are, are like this. We're like inseparable. Yeah. We're, we're like, we're like both goofballs. And it was really my first time meeting Roscoe, um, kind of officially. And he just after the first rehearsal, he kind of you know, greeted me with open arms, you know, he's a really loving guy and he, and it, and he gives people a chance. So it was really, it was really cool to feel welcomed by Eric's band. And then you have Eric who, you know, he's just egoless. He really is. He's just, he's all about the music. He's all about a good time and he's all about just like respect and he's so humble. It's it's awesome. So when the tour started, I was very shocked at how like at home I felt. You know, I didn't feel nervous or or um, starstruck, and I thought I was going to. But they just—it's really all about making people feel comfortable. Dude, that's that that is wonderful to hear. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't know the other two, obviously I, I know Eric, he's a, he's a family friend of ours and one of the sweetest dudes on the planet. Yeah. Very humble. Um, but, but I, I, I think being welcomed by the band, absolutely that, that should have taken a huge weight off your shoulders. Oh yeah. Um, sure did. So that's, that's wonderful to hear. Uh, I, I saw you guys at the Paramount in Austin. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yep. Yeah, that I think was it was great. Paramount. Was supposed Shut to go up. to that, and I got sucked into a gig. Yeah. So mad about that, dude. Robin, I think I had a ticket for you, dude. <laughs> I know, and I got sucked into a gig, and 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 then the guy that hired me for the gig called out sick that morning, and I was like, "You son of a, oh, <laughs> dude, Robin." I don't want to rub it in, but it was. Oh yeah. It was absolutely phenomenal. I've seen videos. Um, obviously, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of every musician that was up there, but but somebody I couldn't take my eyes off that night was was. was Breckline, Tom Breckline, is that his yeah. name? Yeah, the drummer. Dude, that guy is a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, like I've, I've never. There's two drummers in my entire life that I can think of, who, play with, such a, confident, here's where one is, and like you just never. There's no guessing game. Like this is where it is. This is where the beat is, and they're not changing. Yeah. Uh, and that's Tom Breckline and Pat Mastelato. Those two oh, guys wow. are just, you know, and and I've and all the other drummers. I mean, all the other drummers in Austin 
Brandon Temple, Scott Lanningham, rest his soul, uh, and Captain, um, Kirk. Captain Kirk. All of them, they you can tell where one is, but it's not that. It's not the same. Like Breckline puts it like right there, and like here's one, and like yeah, and sure. it's just confidence. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's almost like a rocker, like a rock drummer. Yeah, I mean, he he and Roscoe were the blue line, Robin Ford and the blue line, and uh, so they played loud. Yeah, they hit hard and turned it. He up. was just I, I couldn't take my eyes off him. I mean, yeah. just like his his the the everything. I don't know. It was and he plays with um oh. What's his name? Kenny Loggins. Been working Kenny Loggins. So hard. Kenny Loggins. Yeah. And uh, that's a loud gig. Sure. Um, but I think because uh, he's from Long Island, Tom is. Mm-hmm. And I think when he was 20, I think he was 20 years, he was 20, uh, he got picked up by Chick Korea. And he played with him for, I mean, on and off until Chick died. But. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty steadily for like a, a couple decades. Wow! And uh, so he is a rock drummer, but he's just got so much language. Yeah, sure. You know, there's a there's a lot of guys that there's a lot of jazz drummers I've heard that they are not faking it. They're everything they're playing. It's it's language. It's not licks. Of they're course. speaking, and it's beautiful. But they're not rock drummers. Yeah. You know, and Tom is, that's exactly what Tom is. Well, he's a a high energy. Every one of you up there was phenomenal that night. And and I was beyond blown away with you. Uh, uh, Your piano playing was impeccable. And, 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 and Eric even let you do a bunch of, you soloed a couple of times and it was awesome. Yeah, that was okay. So it was really, it was a really like comfortable tour and really fun. The only times that I really felt like <laughs> was when was when we would do Eric tunes that had Eric's not solos, but just signature writ like almost his signature. Sure. Just almost his signature is that, but he's playing piano. And you're covering and, the guitar. And I'm covering the guitar parts. And He's over here. He's playing piano over here, and all of a sudden the guitar part comes on, and every single head in the audience just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. And I didn't feel like they were going like, "Whoa!" I felt like going, "Who's this? What's happening here?" He's. I. I want to see him. Now, I've. I, I've got a question for you. Did. Uh, and I have a funny feeling the answer is yes, but uh, I've got to ask you. Did. Um, did Eric did you go over to Eric's studio and 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 did he like show you some of the guitar parts to make sure that they were played like he plays them? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I figured I, uh, he would. You know, we had we had productive rehearsals as a whole band, but before we started those full band rehearsals, I went over there probably twice just me and him and uh he showed me a lot of the parts that that I were to play when he would be playing keys. Sure. You know, and that was pretty cool. Was really cool. Were you because close with Eric before getting this gig? Not close, no, but we both knew each other. Um, 
he uh, he came out to a couple of my trio shows. The last and he said, I remember seeing him after Osnoy, after that. Uh, what was that thing that he something squeeze or ozone squeeze or ozone what ozone squeeze? That's yeah. right, yeah. Ozone squeeze played, and then you played, and I just remember Eric being there the whole time. Um, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was there. He was at a. I well, was he at that one while I was playing, or was he just there sitting in with? Oz. He didn't. He didn't sit in with Oz. I don't. I don't. Remember. Oh, he didn't. No, okay, not yeah. that. At least not that year. Well, right. then I've I've got to ask the the question that everyone's wanting to know. I mean, so did Eric? Did you have? Did this come out of the blue? This tour, or or had Eric said, "Hey, I may use you one day." It came out of the blue, but it but it was a suggestion to him by uh, his photographer um, and uh, the guy who. And graphic designer, the guy who's done his uh, album artwork, his T-shirt designs, his everything since like uh, Avia Musicom, I think. So ninety-two, ninety-three. Uh, they've known each other since the seventies, but uh, been working really closely with him since then. His name's Max Crace. Okay. And uh, Max is a really brilliant photographer. Max has done album artwork for me he's done show posters and uh eric did the Jimi hendrix tour like like a tribute show yeah tour. yeah those are fun was I saw it, that, in that called like experience hendrix that's it yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like him and chris layton i think mm-hmm. and maybe chris marsh i can't remember oh maybe kyle kyle brock i think and uh God, that's a, he's a phenomenal bass player. Yeah, he is. Jeez. And every now and then there'd be a tour where he could bring Max, his photographer, with him on tour and capture some some stuff. And uh, that one he was able to do. So he, Max went with them. They were they were real close. They've known each other since I think '72 or something. And uh, and Max is he's he's a, a drummer as well. He used to play drums for Van Wilkes, and uh, so. He's saying like I got this tour coming up and and uh, Eric's saying this. He's I've got to I'm gonna do a lot of classics like from Avi Musicom and Tones and those albums and I and I I think I need a, a fourth member. And Max suggested me. He said you should really get with Dave because he knows so many instruments and uh, and uh, he knows your music really well. So that was pretty cool that I, you know, I, I was I was a fan growing up, and uh, so it was kind of easy to, not easy, but just natural to to learn his tunes, and and I think sure. Max knew that and made a good made a suggestion. So, so did Eric end up calling you? Yeah, Eric called me. He, uh, I think he came to a show first to, I don't know, just see me play. Sure. And, uh, did you know he was in the crowd? I did. I saw him. I didn't know he was coming, but I saw him walk through the door. Or did that uh, make you nervous at all, or did you just play like it was a normal night? I felt pretty good that night, so <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like made sure that I was not going to trip. So I was just like, oh, there he is. Okay, uh, we're good. I'm good. I'm good. Fine. Was this that is a friend? This is fine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what venue was it at? Uh, Saxon. Saxon. Okay, wonderful. He's seen me. He's came and sat, sat and watched me play at one through one bar. But I was playing with 
Temple Underground. Oh wow! Which was, that was Brandon's Brandon Temple's original music uh, group. That's an interesting group. It is an interesting group. It's it's really beautiful music. It's it's really different music. Yeah. I mean, I guess depending on your perspective, but um, he saw me play there and said hi, and uh, and then he came to a trio show, kind of maybe a year and a half or two years later, something like that. Okay. So it was kind of gradual, but he also knows me through my dad. My dad had for the longest time, not anymore, but he had a uh, air conditioning company. And he uh, did work at Eric's studio. Uh, he did work at Tommy Taylor's house. He did air conditioning work at the late Joe Priesnitz's house, oh, Eric's wow. manager. So I think he started working on, my dad started working on Eric's studio in like 98. Wow. 97, 98, something like that. So he knew me from that as well. So it was kind of funny. Very cool. Yeah. I love that. I, I love I love uh, I love hearing the stories of, of how people, you know, got the gig. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you. So you're working. Uh, you, you were shooting a music video recently in a fantastically blue suit. And I, yeah. I can't wait to see the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. Neither can I. Um, <laughs> uh, so do you have uh, I know you released a live album fairly recently um, in the scheme of things, uh, yeah. are you releasing another album, um, like a of, of like a traditionally recorded album, or are you doing another live album? When when do we get new I'm music? Over, when can I listen to your stuff on my phone? <laughs> <laughs> like newer stuff. Um, I'm gonna release a four song demo. Well, EP. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I'm doing an EP right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if a four songs qualifies as, as an EP but uh, I believe it I does think, I believe it I think I thought maybe like some some digital distribution folks certain ones don't qualify that as an EP I don't know I'm like geez who makes the rules you know yeah but I have more songs recorded they're not like I just don't think they're done four songs I did over at uh, Robin's house essentially um just across the parking lot of Robin's house at Same Sky Studios, and uh, is is that in the church? Yes, well, the is. old church. Yes, the old okay, church. Cool. Can't get away from church. We uh, we Never. here we here affectionately refer to the area as the Bell Tower Estates. Uh, yep, <laughs> I've heard a, that. We have a massive bell tower. So so I was gonna so I recorded I went in and recorded two tunes, and then I sent them off to be mixed, and then. I recorded two more tunes two years later. And uh, I would say I started with the first batch of two tunes. Uh, I started recording those in ooh, probably 2015. These songs that I'm about to release are not new. <laughs> so... Well, now the secret's out, folks. Not new music. Not new music. That's a great old one. new music. <laughs> there's the there's the name of your EP. Not new music. Not new music. Yeah, that's pretty good. I was gonna call it Deuces, just because I was recording two songs at a time, and every two years it seemed. So, uh, but uh, 
I think I'm just just because I didn't just because I I wasn't sure if uh, four songs qualifies as an EP. I'm, I'm just gonna I think I'm just gonna call it quarters. Like step into my quarters, but um, just quarters because it's four songs and not five or more. I mean, what what is what is the definition of an EP? There's some. It's a it's it's an extended play is what it stands for. And usually, if I remember correctly, from college, what usually you release it in like the '60s and '70s. What you'd do is you'd release a single, which would be a 45. You'd have a, you'd have the A side, which would be the 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 radio single, and you have the B side, um, which would you the B side of the single is usually a, a song that that. Um, I, I think that it's usually a song that doesn't appear on the on the full blown LP, the long play, uh, the album as we call them, doesn't appear on there, and then uh, so then you release the LP, the long play, um, and then you release uh, any subsequent singles after that, and wow. then you release an EP, which is like an additional like four songs that was recorded during those sessions that you didn't put on the album. Another another EP. Yeah. So, there yeah. you go, dude. EP, that's a lot of four songs. You're good. Yeah, and that's like so that's I'm like if you follow one. the whole thing. Um, I'm I'm on step one of releasing music. There you go. Well, right. we all are. yeah, but see, we could get into a long conversation about this, but we're in a singles world now. Yeah, everyone's releasing. I singles. think we are. Yeah, seriously. But I think what I'll do is release two singles, and then I'll release the other two. There you go, two by two. I mean, the best thing that I saw last year was uh, there's a band called The Night Game. And uh, what they did was they recorded a whole album, and then they released one song one month, and the next song they released another. And they did that for 11 months. And then on the 12th month, they released the whole album, which had all those songs, then two more. So they literally got to ride out all of the, uh, um, you know, they had a single, and so they they kept into the they kept in the eye of the public for eleven months. Well, I mean, concept is what I they did. I don't want to get too heavily into it, but I think that's a good idea for those eleven months. Yeah, but twelfth month seems like well, you're releasing eleven songs that everyone's heard. Well, no, but and plus two more, plus two more, two so additional yeah. songs. And plus what they what they did was they removed. Uh, all the previous single they removed them as singles off of like iTunes, so the only way to listen to them was to go listen to that album. Oh, I see. Yeah, so well, that's probably kind of genius, maybe. I don't know. It, it, I'm curious. I wish like someday. I hope to get Martin Johnson, who's the lead singer, and it's his group. Now, I'd love to get is him it on the an night ask him. game, like K N I G H T. No, N I G H T. Okay. Yeah. So no metal of armor. No metal of. What metal armor? No, Sorry, no metal armor. Um, uh, great, great pop rock. Uh, big throwback to the eighty that eight that sound of that eighties pop. It's just good. It's just good stuff. If you if you're curious curious to listen to it. Um, DJ, what are you drinking? Are you talking to me? No, he's talking Sorry, to TJ. Ah, uh, Celsius. Which one? Ah, <coughs> Celsius. Healthy energy. Allegedly. Healthy energy. Okay. Until the lawsuit comes out in like ten years. Good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just uh, I just forgot you were there. I hadn't heard from you. He's been. <laughs> so I wanted. Uh, so I said something so that I could hear from you. Uh, Lizard Lounge, Boston or Cambridge. That's it. Thank you. 
You're welcome. He waited, he waited, waited that long. Like 30 minutes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> also, I had a Sam Adams, Sam Adams in at Cheers in oh, Boston. So oh, there's my Boston story. That's right. So the Bell in Hand Tavern is like the oldest bar in America. Like uh, it was, it was started before we were an actual country. Um, and uh, they have a Sam Adams has a beer that they call the Bell in Hand, and it it's only served at that bar. You can't get it bottled. You can only get it at that bar. It's the only Sam Adams I like. Wow. Yeah. Bell in Hand. Yeah, Bell in Hand Tavern. You never went there when oh. you lived there. No, I I, I went to the Poor House. Okay. Often. I think the Poor House is like right around the corner from it. Probably is. Um. But yeah, they uh they have like two sections of the bar and like the original, because it it moved at one point, but they took the original bar with them. And so wow. it sits in the back room. So when you walk into the front of it, it's the it's the new bar. And then if you walk to the very back room, it's the old it's this old wooden bar that they moved from the original location. And uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's like uh, Don's Depot here in Austin. Yeah. That's uh, I don't know where it was, but now it's on Fifth and uh, what is that West Lynn? Um, wait, did they wait? Don Depot? Oh no, 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 that's right. Yeah, I was like, I moved. Yeah, Don's Depot <laughs> was a train depot, like station, elsewhere, and then they uplifted it and moved it. Mm-hmm. It's train you know? car. It's a bunch of train cars pushed together. It's really weird. Like, there's a couple. There's a couple of train cars. But the main building is is a is a station. Yeah. Okay. And uh, just you know the the wall, one of the walls, the wall that they put the train car next to the station, and the wall that is along the train car, they just cut a hole in it, and the train car is the lounge area that you just walk into. Don's Depot cool. is one of those places that when you look at it from the outside, you're like, oh, it's a rather small place, and then you walk in, you're like, it's not small at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's a cool place. I played there. I miss three, going there. Two nights, three nights ago. Oh, they're open again. Yeah, they're open again. Uh, is Chris is Chris playing down there yet? Chris will start playing Mondays. Uh, Chris who? Mars? Chris week. Gage. Chris Gage. Next week or two weeks? Oh, I'm going. Oh, I'm going. Yeah. I miss that. Great. I miss that place so Great. much. Um, there was this group. Uh, this this. Uh, it's it was it's a group called um, a girl named Tom. And it's two brothers and a sister, and they, uh, Chris had them sit in one time. And mm-hmm. these three siblings had the most magical harmonies. Like, they were amazing. And they're out of, I Dude, think they're, they're out of Ohio. Family, wow. family harmonies, you can't beat them. They're yeah. just, they're in sync, man. Yeah. It's, Families that harmonize together. Uh, you can't beat it. Yeah, like, I the think vibes. they're in Nashville right now. They they played Puckets. I think is is what it's called. Puckets is one of my favorite places. Yeah, they played Puckets like recently. Um, Wait, I'm gonna write this down because I I take notes. Yeah. All right. What's it called? Uh, so the the group is called a girl named Tom, and uh, but the yeah they played at Puckets, but they're where they um, live. I think they're out of Ohio somewhere. Uh, Ohio. Ohio. I've been to Ohio. Been to Ohio a bunch. Um, Columbus. No, Cleveland you go to Cleveland. Rocks. I go to Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland rocks, dude. I love Cleveland, Ohio. Dude, there was because yeah. of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But there's also there's a place called I think it's called the Flats. 
and it's guys, I got some really damn good food down there. I had a really good taco in Ohio, in Cleveland, which was really weird to say as a person from Austin. Dude, speaking of tacos, on Cinco de Mayo, was that last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, Cinco de Mayo, I had – so Nashville is known for its hot chicken. I had a hot chicken taco. <laughs> it was phenomenal. I also had a shrimp taco, and it had bacon jam on it. Uh, that was pretty ooh. great too. Wow. Uh, so the Magnolia Cafe over on um, Lake Austin that closed is now a Nashville hot chicken place. Of some sort. Is it what Hattie B's? No, it's or not something? Hattie B's. If it was Hattie B's, I'd be going there a lot more. <laughs> but no, it's something else. It's it's so... so funny to me that Eddie V's in Nashville is right next to Hattie B's. Like, <laughs> uh, and it's packed every single every day, night. It... Dude. Oh my god. So, so <laughs> I have a funny story. It's actually not funny at all. The day I had the <laughs> the Nashville hot chicken uh, taco, I also had <laughs> so. Because of a TikTok, because of TikTok, I had to try. Everyone was talking about the KFC Nashville hot chicken. Yeah. So I accidentally went to a KFC and tried it because I saw it. And I was like, well, I should see if the, the hype is as good. It was horrible. Yeah. So do, <laughs> if you come to Nashville, yeah. do not get your hot chicken from KFC. Well, the real KFC being our sponsor. <laughs> yep. I'm it's okay not with that. good. I'm okay with that, TJ. What about I've, the uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, though? Every, every, every place I, has something that's good about it, but it's... their national hot chicken is not why I would go. No. no. Well, Andrea and I have tried a few different like culinary uh, delights fads because of TikTok. Because of TikTok, and usually the ones that turn out great are the ones that are not like you guys should go to this business, but instead. If you just buy these things and put them together in your home, those turn out turn out good. Like I actually like the bell pepper boat with cream cheese and everything bagel seasoning. It was good. Yeah, it's good. Wait, what do you say? I hate everything bagel seasoning. You do? Oh my god, my girlfriend loves it. Do the cream cheese? Can you do the cream cheese? Oh, cream cheese and the and the pepper, absolutely. But okay, so just don't put the damn seasoning on it, man. Put some pepper. Yeah, what's uh? But uh, what else do you do? Garlic. Maybe it's the sesame seeds you don't like. I don't know, but whatever it is, my girl, I'm going to get a text here in a second and be like, don't talk bad about everything bagel seasoning. (laughs) Dude, I will say, oh, I just sound like Robin. Robin says I will say. You know what? Um, I don't need this. I don't need your sarsaparilla right now, okay? Okay, listen. Um, I am not a huge fan of everything bagel seasoning either. I got it from Trader Joe's. Sorry, Trader Joe's. It is not the end-all, be-all. I think the 21 seasoning salute from Trader Joe's is far superior to the everything bagel seasoning. At me in the comments. What up? TJ. No, I bet. What What is it? The 21 seasoning? At Do Trader you have a TJ near you? Yeah, we have a TJ right here. No. Trader <laughs> Joe's. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, bro. Go to Trader Joe's. It's called 21 seasoning salute. It will change your life. All right. TJ, what uh, what, what are your thoughts on everything bagel seasoning? What's wrong with everything bagel? They're delicious. Yep. Right. Yes, but have you had the seasoning from Trader Joe's? I've Ooh. seen it, but I can imagine it tastes delicious. It's, yeah, because it's, everything bagel. I think bagel. it's the sesame seed that, that throws I, me I used to just do, like, the blueberry bagels back in the day. Like the, the, um... oh, the blueberry bagels are delicious. I, I, what, was I, what was the brand? 
I think it was like a New York bagel company or something. I or it was a good, not Bruder's or anything like that, but it was like a one. I can't think of it. I'll think of it. Oh, well, Robin, do you like everything bagels? No. But you, oh, you like seasoning? No, I hate the seasoning, and I, and I don't like it. I can taste it on the bagels. It's the same thing. So oh, don't like. Yeah, I don't like that. So it's the same thing. First with, National. Um, First National. I knew there was a one in there. There you go. Yeah, uh, it, those it's, are good. It's the same thing with like mushrooms to me. Um, oh, I it, love it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Place. I hate mushrooms, and if and people will like put them in and be like, oh, you can't them. taste them. Like, no, I can taste it. It's in there. Dude, have you ever had a mushroom bun? Like a mushroom as a bun for a burger? No. Unreal. Yes. Portobello. I had, a, I had a mushroom bun on a delicious bean burger. And I'm not a vegetarian. But I mean, I I'll be honest. Bacon. Black bean burgers are good. I've had those. But yeah. I prefer like the, you know, give me some red meat. I know Zach yeah, doesn't like I red do meat. Too. But, but, I mean, I'll... But I tried it. I gave it a try. And they were like, do you want a bread bun? Or do you want the... Uh... Portobello, just mushroom bun. I'm oh, like, and they, they kind of cook it, like it. grill it a little bit, and it's just yeah. like perfect. You wouldn't even know it's like not a bun. It's unreal. Uh, that, uh, that, and healthier and that tastier. Kind of like cheese curds do. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> you bite into a good mushroom I, bun. I would hit a, a, a mushroom bun every day of the week. That sounds amazing. I, I really don't do much bread. We're not, we're not really talking about any kind of food that Robin likes. Yeah, I mean burgers. I love burgers, but not if the buns is not bread. I guarantee you, if you we blindfolded you, we blindfolded you, like, hey, try this burger. You bite into it. I'd like, bite into it and probably. This is amazing. What what is, what kind of bread is it? I'd probably spit mushroom. It right, I'd probably spit it right out because mushrooms have a have a taste. It's not the taste. It's the texture to me of no, mushrooms that I don't like. Man. You're thinking of like just the slimy looking mushrooms. Like this is. Okay. Do you like eggplant? I haven't had enough eggplant to remember. I haven't had an eggplant in a long time. Okay. Do you like uh, what else is kind of like a mushroom? Not many uh, things. No. <laughs> do you like zucchini? Yes. If cooked, do you if like, cooked, if cooked do you like, correctly. Do you, like, do you like zoodles? What are zoodles? Zucchini noodles? Bro, I got a I got a zoodle story for you. I was on the <laughs> I was on the road with. <laughs> I like how this has taken a, this. Why is it that the besides Jeff's like, episode last like week, it's turned into like food talk for a second? Yeah, it was like. Well, you brought it up, bro. What are zoodles? And bro, it's not I even a, a, a story. It's more story. just a fact. Um, <laughs> so, I I had zoodles for the first time at the noodle company. Isn't that a famous like chain? Noodles and Co. Noodles and Co. Yeah, Noodles and Co. I've heard of that. And I got the Zoodles. And man, I'll tell you what, they were pretty good. But man, I was still hungry when I, when I finished. Yeah. They did not fill me up like pasta. So Wait, did you? Well, did you just say? And now I'll tell you what. Yes, he did. He does that a he lot. He did a a hard W H. Where do you get off, man? Where do you? <laughs> what? No. I, I said what I said, man. Yeah, I, I like mean, that. I'm a big fan of pasta. Like, there's a place around here. You get way too much spaghetti, and by no means is the best spaghetti in the world. But I love spaghetti so much, I eat the whole pan. So I don't get it. But that's what the point of zoodles is: is healthier. Guys, when this show's over, I'm gonna go make pasta. Oh, I've I've got some some waiting for me in the kitchen. Some. uh, I know. I watched you eat it earlier, and then I gave you a funny look, and you put it down. (laughs) Yeah. I might do pasta too. She might do, but I know she'll do pasta. Absolutely, I'm gonna put some cheese sauce on it and uh, dice up some um, 
some bacon and uh, broccoli into it. What up? Broccoli. So well, like, I could, could order Domino's after this and get the the five ninety nine <laughs> deal, like the little, little fettuccine Alfredo. And do they have those the those new Domino's delivery cars up there with uh, in in Minneapolis for you? I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't like wait for the Domino's guy and go. No, you have, you have to like <laughs> you have to go out and to like get it because it's 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 a self driving car. Um, I don't think no. Okay. Like no. it's it's a weird looking like little it looks like a little spaceship with wheels and it just like comes along, and uh, it delivers your pizza and it keeps it. I feel like this should be a meme. Like, hey, in 2015 we'll have flying cars instead. Like 2021, here we are. Uh, Domino's delivered self-driving car. Yep. Better go get it. Okay. So before before we before we wrap this whole wonderful conversation up, um, Dave, you have a uh, an interesting guitar to your left. Um, Oh yes, well, or is it to, right. is it to your right? Yeah. Oh, you moved it back. Okay. Um, uh, what what is this guitar? Where did you get it? Does it work? Does it work? <laughs> Does it work? Is it real? Uh, let me show you. Let me uh. And no, and yet. no, folks. Before you before you ask any questions, your eyes are not playing tricks on you when you see this. can't really kick the dog out because um, I'm using I'm hardwired with the Ethernet. Oh, so you cable. have to keep the door open. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of sucks. So I've got this thing. Pretty cool. It looks like a like a single cutaway guitar. Looks like it. Because it is. And uh, and it's a it's a nice sounding instrument. And it feels great. And it's kind of short scale. Um, How many frets? 22. Okay. And it's got two buckers that are tappable. Uh, and that's about it. That's about all that's special about this. What, what, what's the brand called? No. Um, the brand is Siari, uh, which... Um, I showed this to a, a friend of mine who's a sound guy in Austin. He's straight up just Italian and his accent and everything. I said, I think it's uh, Ciari guitars. And he looks at it and he goes, Ciari. Like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a last name. And then I uh, went back to the, the CEO of this guitar company. I told him that, and he starts cracking up. He goes, no, no, it's not. No, <laughs> no, CRE is an acronym. I said, really? He goes, yeah, it's, it's C-I-A-R-I -I for Cocket and Rocket. I like that. Yeah, I know so you. So how, well, how do you pronounce it, Kiari? You, you pronounce it like an S, C-R-E. Right on. So go ahead and show the folks. They're, they're dying I feel like to this know. is a as seen on TV commercial. But wait, there's more. That's right. There's more. Um, so this thing, it, all the strings go down there, and then they come around to the back, which is pretty nuts looking. Why? I'll show you. You cock it. And unrock it. <laughs> oh! 
That's nuts, man. <laughs> That's just weird. And all the strings just kind of go in this. You know, the frets have like little grooves, so that all the strings they stay on. Obviously, it's uh, they're loose, but they go around the the tenth and twelfth frets huh. have little grooves in them, so that they just stay in. That's cool. Oh, and it's not it's not a lightweight guitar by any means. Um, and then uh, you just put it in this here case, like so. Looks like a and backpack. it's uh, that big. It's about that much of a carrying. That's awesome. Talk about so. A, are you going to use this on. live? Yeah, you can actually put this in the seat in front of you on a plane. That's too cool, man. Do you plan on using it live, or is this more of a fun novelty? It's kind of a novelty, but, I mean, I play it uh, if I have to travel. I play it at, like, church um, church gigs. I play it on cover stuff. But uh, it's not... I mean, it's all right. It's a little out, but... Hey Pretty man, for... takes up a lot less room than a Les Paul. Sure does. Yeah, that's right. You just got rid of your Les Paul, didn't you? Me? Yeah. I still have it. Oh, you still have it. I I I might want to get rid of it. What year is it? Am I out of focus? Yeah, you're. It's uh, 2001. What color? Sunburst. All right. Kind of flamey. If you want, man, I, I just I'm always a I'm always a, a sucker for uh, '90s uh, Les Paul customs. Yeah, it's a pretty beautiful one. It really is. '90s, yeah. See, sharing is caring. Arg, 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 arg. <laughs> Got excited. <laughs> Do the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> Are you gonna sell it on here? <laughs> All right, folks, yeah. up on the auction block. That's extreme close-up. <laughs> no idea what you guys are talking about. It's pretty beautiful. I think did, so. Did you get that from Grandpa? No, uh, no. You, you got that recently. Like, um, uh, there's a guitar player that used to live in Austin named Dave Manley, and uh, he's a, he was insane, insanely good. But he lives in D.C. now, and and we remained friends, and we did a trade via shipping. Uh, I had a jazz guitar that he was in love with. And I I thought it was a great guitar too, but I'm in Austin. I mean, there's just there's jazz being played here, but I didn't. I'm not in that scene so much, so I didn't have too much use for that guitar. Was that that? And um, I saw, was that the, that hollow body that you used to bring to Eddie V's? Yeah, that Eastman. Yeah. Oh, man, that thing was so great. I traded that for this. He had this oh, lying man. around, and he's like, I never play rock music on on my gigs. So was he a jazz cat? Yeah, he is. He's pretty badass. I really quite like like 
the way he plays. Um, it's kind of a what is it? His main guitar, I think, is a like for rock stuff, is a Parker Fly. Okay. He's into that sort of thing. Where are those? Oh my god. It's got the it's, it's got the really thin headstock. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a it's almost like a shark fin looking thing. Are you gonna shred for us? Alright. Okay. If 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 two of y'all have, have your guitars out, let's see who can play the better lick. Oh, I'm not even don't even get me started. No. Wow. I don't know what that was. That was pretty gnarly, though. Coheed and Gambria. Sounds like you're uh, got some amp simulation going on, right? Amp simulation? What are you talking about, man? I got a stack behind me, bro. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> no, it's all positive grid stuff. It's all what? Positive grid. Positive grid, I'm unfamiliar. Check it out, man. I've yeah. been with them for mm, since 19, 18 or 19. And uh, I love their hardware, love their software. And it's uh, it's super tiny. It's it's a half space, yeah. one space and a half space. And I can throw it in carry-on. And it's 300 watts. Sounds killer. Wow. And it's just got its sound or it's like a or is it like a profiler? Uh, it is it is an amp modeler, so there's no uh, there's no effects. It's just amps. But it's multiple amps. Yes, I could have 16 different amps. It's got 16 presets on it, nice. and you can program all of them. Wow, that's very cool. You should yeah, look into well, it, man. It's a lot I've got a better than Junior here with no mic on it. <laughs> there you go. Hey, those sound unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I think you were playing a blues junior at that rock camp where we met. I could have been, you know what? I, I probably was during um, during rehearsals, and then I think I brought a Fender Super to the actual gig. Did you? Okay, yeah, cool. It was, it was at that club. It's now called The Parish, but it was whatever it was before it was called The Parish. The Parish? Yeah. What was The Parish before it was The Parish? The parish? Oh, was it at Babes? Nope. No, it was at the parish, but it wasn't called the parish when we were there. Wow, I thought it was. I thought it was called something we were, else. I thought when we were there, we, it wasn't there. It was at Anton's. Yeah. It was Speaking at Anton's that, for a few years. Nice What's shirt, up? Robin. Yeah. What? Your shirt. Yeah. I got yeah. to play Anton's twice because of Rock Camp, so I'm very proud of that. Dude, I I remember Whoa. I did Jazz Camp one year. I never did rock camp. I did jazz camp. <laughs> and I remember playing jazz camp. And the first band that came up after us was like, they launched right into the rock camp stuff. And this, this drummer just like crashed the cymbals and started playing like this. And the girl came up with a megaphone and just took the mic and was like, how are y'all doing? And I was just like, I, and I just literally thought for myself, like I made a big mistake. As much as I love yeah, jazz, I was did. like, I made a mistake. I should have been in that camp. Right. That was... That one looked more fun, huh? Yeah. I learned Dude, a lot. Rock Camp was awesome. And yeah. big shout out to Dave Seabree. Yeah. And I, was... spoke to Se I still speak to Seabree on the phone every once in a while. And, and I told him, you know, hey, I got my first Paul. And he's like, oh, cool. We got to hang out now. 
I'm like now. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what. Um, talk about a, 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 a what, what's it called? Like a, a silent killer, a um, like, dude, monster guitar player. I, the Mercury. Huh? Is that what the parachute place? The Mercury. I did well, some, there, yeah. I did some googling. That quick. was it. Was the Mercury? I just don't think we did that. I thought we did Anthems. The the final year I played was it. Was it the Parish or maybe it was called Mercury? Wow, and it was upstairs. Yep, because I remember my father. God bless you, sir. Love you, pop. He he dragged that four ten super up those stairs of the Parish. Wow. Where were you? I'm learning so much. Where was I? I was in fifth grade, dude. I couldn't lift that thing. Could have helped. It's a it's a combo, bruh. Could could have yeah. lifted the other side. Dude, fathers are like Iron Man. They're indestructible. Yep. Cool. Yeah. That's right. You were in fifth grade, man. You were a you were a hell of a player and a chubby little kid. <laughs> <laughs> so Thanks. I saw you later when you all grown up and you're all grown up. You're seven feet tall, slim as a rail, and you got white snake hair. And you're like, I'm Zach Hennig. I'm like, no, you're no, you're not. <laughs> I know Zach Hennig. And he had a much higher voice than you. Oh, and dude, I, bless you, but my, my voice is still high, man. I get yes <laughs> every time I call a technical support, you know, phone number. Um, you know why? You know why? Why? Because subconsciously we all tend to, when we want to be polite, we all tend to raise our voices a little bit. Oh. When, yeah, when you try to, when you want to be polite. Oh. So when you're on the phone oh. with people and you're trying to yep. be polite, yeah, you, you, tend, you tend to go up here and like talk up here. Yeah. And then when you're not, you, you lower your voice. It's I don't know why don't that is. For, you don't for, say. For those of you watching, yes, Th I used to be the chubby kid. Thanks for sharing that, Robin. Always. Um, cool. cool. Sorry, Zach. I thought that would be funny. No, <laughs> it is. It's, oh, shit. Shoot. Shucks. Am I? Gosh, I'm, darn it. Uh, one second. Damn it. Did that interrupt the show? What? No, you're, the show's fine. Okay. What did you do? Did you spill beer? That's, no, someone just. No, damn it. Someone's FaceTiming me. You should <laughs> hey, dude, I'm I'm actually live on air right now. Rock on. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Back like, on Rock the podcast. On. We speak. What up, podcast? Later. <laughs> Later. <laughs> There's a first for everything. That was the first FaceTime yeah, call. There you go. Who was that? What up, podcast? <laughs> what up, podcast? Who was that? Oh, that was Josh Clark. Oh, hey. Um, but uh, but yes, I did used to be the chubby kid. So hey, we anyway. we all we all yeah, I found pictures of me when I was like five and six years old, and I was like, no, nah, that's not me. But I was yeah, I was, I was a little I was just a little chubby kid for about uh, all of like two years, and then uh, well, before we wrap this up, uh, Dave, can you can you shred a little bit for us? Yeah, what do you want to hear? What I uh, just make me cry. <laughs> Is that clipping? No. Like mad? No. No, it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, okay. <laughs>
ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Share. I don't even want to close out the show with my guitar anymore. We're You're not a monster, worthy. brother. <laughs> All right. We're not worthy. We're not. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Dave, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming and hanging with us. Uh, for those of you who tuned in, be sure to go and find him. Uh, 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 I, I know you go by Dave Share online, but is it uh, – what's your handle? Dave, if you like. Yeah, Dave – Dave, if you like. Dave, if you like. Dave Share, that's S-C-H-E-R, folks. Be sure to go follow him. If you haven't smashed the subscribe button on our YouTube, please go do that as well. Yeah. Uh, God bless you. Have an amazing week. Thank you, Dave, for being here. Uh, TJ. Uh, Dave, thank you. Uh, it was a blast. And I think, this is a bold statement, but I think you have the greatest facial hair on this podcast to this date. I think I do, too. I'm, 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 I'm trying. Love y'all, uh, and for those, boom, 35 boys, 35 different shirts Wait, on the what podcast. What shirt is that? Move your hair. Jocelyn Z's in uh, Walt Disney World, or Disney Springs, technically it's called now. Yeah. Uh, great great little uh, Indiana Jones theme bar. Feel free to sponsor us. Um, anyways, yeah. Thanks again, Dave. Yeah, Thank man. you all, whoever watched, and like Zach said, smash the subscribe button, and share, no pun intended. Yes. Share it. Ha-ha! Um, this is always a pleasure. I love chatting with you, Dave. It's always fun. It's always educational. Um, mo well, m mostly. Uh, and it's always funny. I can say that. It's always yeah. funny. Um, if you all are in Austin and want to catch Dave and I playing, we're playing Eddie V's next Wednesday. Um, I'm playing tomorrow, but I'm nowhere near as entertaining as Dave Share. And, uh... Mm -hmm. It's uh that is I can totally vouch playing, for that. <laughs> I can totally like, vouch for that. We're Thanks. playing like every Wednesday. Starting next for week, every Wednesday through, a month or so. Yeah, starting next week, it's every Wednesday through June, mm -hmm. and then uh, we haven't done July calendars yet. So, um, but yeah, so uh, yes, for those of this you, it's been fun. For, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Um, and for those of you wondering, yes. Those are two fully automatic Nerf guns in the corner. Um, for none of you wondering. Everybody's wondering. <laughs> they, I know they're not as as visible tonight because the blue light's not there, but they that are there. Okay. I feel them. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yes, go follow Dave. Um, find uh, find him on all the social medias. Go listen to his album uh, Porch Talk. Um, it's got some great, great songs on there. He's got a live album with all these, all these new songs that I'm wanting to hear recorded. They're all on his live album. And uh, do you not have one? I have the album. Okay, because like I said uh, it's the I'll only CD one. that's in my car right now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. The live album I have is just a piece of merch. It's not digitally released or anything. Oh, it's not. I thought it was on a I, on Apple Music and all that. Am I wrong? <laughs> It better not be. Okay, well then, uh, go to his website and buy the. Well, album. that's all I've been listening to. It. Yeah, go to the, yeah. go to his website and buy the album because that also supports the artist. Um, and we want yep. to do that. Sure does. So, uh, all right. Don't forget to stay tuned for new old music. Um, I don't know um, who we have next week, uh, but I know the week. That's right. Stay tuned for new old music. Yes, I don't know who we have next week on the podcast, but I know the week after that we have uh, Austin artist uh, Johnny Gowdy coming nice so, uh, nice cool yeah we'll have a lot of fun with him um stay tuned for sure. who we get next week and uh, i guess uh, class dismissed okay <laughs>
I'll come back next week if you want me to. I got nothing to do. Double Dave. <laughs> Double Dave. <laughs> That's Double a pizza Dave. place. Double Dave. We'll have to have pizza next week. <laughs> All right. Uh, class dismissed. Is this thing still on? Yes, it's still on. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I will cue you when we are done. <laughs> <laughs>